And now we come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Ron Wolfley. Yeah, baby, bring it on! Luke Lipinski. The great Luke Lipinski. <laughs> Devaluing the word great if you follow with Luke Lipinski. <laughs> Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Final hour of the show, live from the Auction Community Studios. It is Wolf and Luke. Wolf, I don't know if you are fully aware of what's happening right now or not. Why? You realize... BPI? No. No. Okay. I know this is one of your favorite things in the world, okay? It's almost... You almost have it as high on your list as the BPI. Okay. Um... They're all having a meeting out there that we don't have to go through. <laughs> oh, that's great. And, of course, you know, you always get somebody, and it's been a long meeting, and people said a lot it. of things, yeah. and all you can think of, I would say probably about 40 minutes through it is, man, I got to get out of here. It's been kind of long. I'm <laughs> it's hungry. It's been long. When, yeah. are, when are we going to be able to get out of here? And you know what happens. Somebody raises their hand at the end of it. Oh, yeah. We all know that person. Any questions? You know, uh, put your hand <laughs> down, dude. So they raise their hand, and then do you raise your hand and be like, I have a question. Why does he have a question? Well, that's no. What happens is you start getting competitors that, you know, hey, listen, I also had a good question, no, so I'll raise and my And then the yeah. first person raises Before you know it, again, you're there. Yeah, you're, you're in this thing for over an hour. Just grin and bear Because well, then at some point, somebody's like, could you repeat everything you said in the first 45 minutes, <laughs> but slower? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've all been there. Except you know who's not there, Wolf? Us right now, because we get to do the show instead. There was, there was one time where you've, you had a speaker, and he was talking to the company, of course. And you had one guy that would ask questions. Mm-hmm. And, boy, you didn't want to be that person he asked a question to. And this one guy got asked this question, audience, And he looked at him, he said, well... You know what? When you ask me that, I think of a thousand things no. all at once. <laughs> That's what he said. A thousand things uh, all at once. And we knew we were in for you're it. You're just sitting in the back. At that point in time. Watching the rest of your day just evaporate with so, that answer. Okay, that's enough out of you. So, that's going on right now. And we don't have to go to it. Now, at some point, we probably should be concerned, Wolf, that every station meeting is now scheduled during our show. Yeah. And I did. I <laughs> forgot for a second. It went on like our, our inner office thing where I, you could video in and just watch it. And I mean, obviously, they don't expect us to do that while we're doing the show. I'm locked out of it. <laughs> so it's not just a meeting that we don't have to go to. It's apparently a meeting we can't go they to. They do not want you, yeah, look, Luke. Man, I got no problem with it. That's to be fine. involved in this meeting. They're probably like, you already have your hands full working with Wolf with the BPI. <laughs> day and everything. It's, it's a lot. Uh, James Jones was on with Burns and Gambo yesterday, and one of the things that he talked about that really stood out was campaign. Here he is. Well, I mean, that's the level we, we need him to reach. Um, I, I think every day we're seeing it, it him shake off some of the rust. You know, it's been tough for him uh, trying to get back to speed with his group and, and with the new additions that we have, but um, Cam, Cam's confident. You know, that's, that's what you deal with with campaign. You know, he has highs and he has lows, but we know he'll bring the energy, so if we can just get him to be consistent um, during this stretch, it'll help us tremendously. I think they truly need that campaign to be consistent, or at least as close to consistent as he can be. They need campaign from two years ago. Yes. They don't need campaign to win them playoff games, but you can... 
you can look at the Suns and you can say, hey, if you're if you're the eternal optimist, you can say, look, man, if they have all four of their, their main guys, then they just need one or two other guys to have decent games each night in the playoffs. And that's fine. And it could be a different guy. It can be Terrence Ross one night. It can be Damian Lee. It can be Torrey Craig, Josh Kogut. But I do think campaign is the one that you're going to have to consistently be able to throw him out there for 15 minutes and have it not hurt you. That's the one guy that outside of the top four that I think you have to get going. Yeah, I would agree with you in regard to saying that they don't need campaign to win them playoff games, but they do need campaign to not lose them playoff games either. Fair. And um, you need campaign to go out there and compete and bring all of that goodness that he brings to the floor, all of that energy offensively and defensively as well. Bring all of that to the floor. You need campaign to go out and play efficient basketball on both ends of the floor because he's capable of doing that. So much of it, so much of it with campaign is confidence. You you can just see it. That's probably been that way his whole career, it's, wouldn't you say? Yeah, when you think of his career path, when you think of the road that he took, the road less traveled that he took to the NBA. It's been circuitous, to say the least. A guy who was drafted one pick behind Devin Booker in that draft. Yes. And they've gone, obviously, very different directions. That's not not on campaign. He was yes. big for the Suns two years. But, I mean, it's not like campaign, his, his whole career was, oh, you know, you're a walk-on, all this. No, he had expectations, high expectations. Top 15 pick in 2015. Yes. And, and the path, like you said, has been all over the place since then. Yes, the, you know, confidence is the currency of competition. It is. You hear me say this all the time, but it's so true. And with campaign, he's exhibit A when you watch him play. You can see it. And, and sometimes, um, sometimes it backfires on him because he's out of control. His energy level is so high. You can see his confidence is so solid sometimes that he's out of control on some of the drives to the hoop. So he's also got to be able to get himself a a little bit more even keel, I think, when he competes and not be so absolutely out here. You have to. You can't be out of control, even in the game of football. You cannot be out of control when you compete you have assignments, you have responsibilities, you have things you have to do. And if you're just going 150 miles an hour and not really thinking, it's going to hurt you. All right, we come back. We'll get back to football. And here's a name I didn't think I would hear in terms of swinging the balance of power in the AFC, Wolf. But Nathaniel Hackett might be swinging the balance of power in the AFC. We'll explain that next. It's uh, Wolf and Luke at Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. NFL free agency frenzy with Wolf and Luke. All right, looking around the National Football League, 
This from Aaron Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. One of the reasons, a big reason he wants to go to the Jets, Wolf, is Nathaniel Hackett. There's, you know, a lot of reasons why, uh, you know, the the Jets are attractive. Um, But, you know, there's one coach who's been as much to me as any coach I've ever had. And he happens to be the coordinator there. So, um, okay, so that did matter when it happened. Okay, and it ended up mattering potentially. It didn't matter at the time, for sure. But uh, there was obviously, you know, an interest from them and just from, you know, quite a few other teams. Didn't seem to matter when he was the head coach at Denver a year ago. <laughs> Didn't isn't that basically why they hired him, thinking they were going to get Aaron Rodgers? They thought they were going to get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and I, you know, what they may have gotten Aaron Rodgers if he was still there, uh, which he is not, as we all know. Nathaniel Hackett, now the offensive coordinator in New York, it just makes perfect sense as to why um, we've got another situation where a Green Bay quarterback and Aaron Rodgers is on his way to the big. Apple, and he made that very, very clear yesterday in what he said, that his intention was to play for the New York Jets. Can you imagine anybody, your franchise quarterback, actually saying that out loud to people? Well, he's still under contract with you. Yes, and him actually playing for you. At no. some point. Can you imagine? And That's I, not going to happen. Kyler Murray doesn't have near the resume or the history that Aaron Rodgers has. But can you imagine if... I mean, I don't even, maybe Kyler Murray's not a good example locally. Maybe it would be closer to Larry Fitzgerald, although he's a lot more likable than Aaron Rodgers. But, I mean, Rodgers has been there for over a decade and a half. Can you imagine if Larry Fitzgerald at some point was like, while he was still active, was like, I intend to play for the <laughs> Colts? Like, wait, what? <laughs> I intend to play for the Patriots. Remember yeah. that? The rumors are out yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Larry Fitzgerald and Bill Belichick love Larry Fitzgerald. And he, didn't and he Because did. he's Larry Fitzgerald. That's right. He did not do that um, um, of course, he didn't go into darkness for four days either, like Aaron Rodgers did. But I, I am so yawned out when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm, I'm 100% I, with you. I really am. I, I, I'm, I'm going to play one more cut, though, because I think it's going to infuriate both of us. Okay? Oh, no. I'm not going to play the... I'm going to yawn. The, <laughs> I am. Yawn, yawn with range. Rage. Rage yawn. Um he claims he didn't give the Jets a list of players he wants, even though that's out there and they're signing players he wants. But then there's this one. This is the, I haven't heard this yet. I can just see the cut. Wolf's already yawning. Aaron Rodgers, woe is me. Packers just didn't want me anymore. Everything that I was told in the week that I was in Green Bay was take as long as you want and we want you to retire Packer. Uh, you know, you want to come back and play. Obviously, the door is wide open. So that was the information that I was going that was that I was going on. Now, when I came out of the darkness, something changed. I'm not exactly sure what that was, but something changed. And I got back to my phone after five days off of it. Um, I realized that there'd been a little bit of a shift, and that, that uh, I heard from multiple uh, people that I trust uh, around the league, players mostly, um, that that there was some shopping going on. That they were interested in actually moving me. At this point, you know, I got admit I went in the darkness 90% retiring 10% playing Um, so it was clear to me at that point that although the Packers were going to say the right thing publicly that they were ready to move on (laughs) maybe they were ready to move on because their quarterback was sitting in a dark room for four days 
Maybe they just thought you were also licking toads in the darkness. Well, I mean, just add that up. If he's saying I'm ninety percent going to retire, but I'm going to go sit in this dark room to decide. Yeah. At a certain point, as an organization, aren't you like we probably need to figure out a, a so different see, plan? Once again, once again, here it is. It's Aaron Rodgers. I was ninety percent retired. We want you to retire as a Green Bay Packer, Aaron. We we want that. We we don't want you to Brett Favre this thing. And he said, well, I went into the darkness 90% sure I was going to retire. But when I came out and saw they were shopping me, well, okay. So does that mean he's on a revenge tour with the Jets? Exactly. So what is this now? Oh, you were okay with it? Them telling you, hey, we want you to retire? But now all of a sudden they're out there making phone calls because you walked into darkness for four days and you're on this. What would you what would you call not this? even darkness? What? Dimness. He walked into dimness. You can have light. Look, he, he's been searching for something and he's searching for all the wrong things. Basinonians right now, he's looking in all the wrong places. The Jets don't even play Green Bay this year. He's licking toads and going into darkness. That's what he's doing. That, that is a like man, the opening line of a Tool song. That is, that is a man that is looking for all the wrong things in the wrong places. How would you feel if you were the Green Bay Packers? This guy has lost it. I used to. So now he wants to play because you thought I lost it by walking into the darkness. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I was 90% sure I was going to retire. I was going to agree with you. Until I came on and realized you actually had the unmitigated temerity to try to shop me. What if the Jets front office goes into a dark darkness retreat for four days and they come uh, out and they're like, yeah, I don't know if we want Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, maybe that, that'd be my advice to him. Why don't you try that, Nathaniel? Um, one guy, <laughs> offensive coordinator. Go in there with him. One, one guy that, uh, that I know a lot of Jets fans would prefer over Aaron Rodgers is Lamar Jackson. Here's Adam Schefter on Lamar's situation. Well, the problem is that the New York Jets are trying to get Aaron Rodgers. The Las Vegas Raiders got Jimmy Garoppolo. The Carolina Panthers traded up to number one. The Washington Commanders today reached a deal with Jacoby Brissett. The Tampa Buccaneers reached a deal with Baker Mayfield. And so teams are filling their quarterback needs. Now, Lamar Jackson's an elite quarterback. He's the guy that you'd want on your team. But the situation is you have to pay a steep price. He believes he's worth a guaranteed contract. And so we'll see if anybody steps up at a time where no Nobody really has an apparent need and the money. There's a lot of factors that play into this. So Lamar, acting as his own agent, now needs to try to do the work that a good agent would do Mm. and come up with a big-time offer that he is deserving of, no doubt. But it's another thing to actually get it. Just because you deserve it and are worthy of it doesn't mean that somebody's going to pay you like that. What is going on with Lamar Jackson? What what is what is going on there? Twenty six year old former MVP. Twenty six year old former MVP at a position that a lot of teams need. A lot of teams need, and so many teams, I think, are reluctant to run the kind of offense that he's in. And I don't think he needs to be in just that kind of offense. I think that's a misnomer that is out there about him because he is so good. 
in terms of the zone read and the RPLs. He does execute that, I think, very, very well. But I don't think he needs to be just in that kind of offense. You need to put him under center more, which they have. But I'm wondering if they think, if the Ravens think, he can't make that adjustment to being under center more. And that's exactly what he needs to be able to do. Maybe they think that. I don't think that, but I think maybe they do. It is weird as we sit here and look at teams that might trade up with the Cardinals, right? Just gives you a sense of how many teams need a quarterback. It, it's it's sort of strange that the way the situation has played out, because, I mean, he could. He could go sign somewhere else. Some other team could could offer him a ton of money and give up a couple picks to the the Jet, or the Ravens, rather, and have him. The Jets would be a team that would make sense to do it. Obviously not now, but it... it it has to be a lot of what you're saying, and I don't know how much him not having an agent scares teams off. I don't know what it is. I mean, that would, typically would not scare a general manager. Would you rather have Will Levis or Lamar Jackson as your quarterback going forward? Lamar Jackson. It, it's not. I mean, on a certain level, wouldn't you rather have Lamar Jackson than anybody in this draft because they're unknowns and he isn't? Yeah, except if that pendulum is swinging back. Oh, if all of a sudden the whole new age offense is going to take over the National Football League and now all of a sudden it's it's kind of moving back. Now, once again, uh, I've seen Lamar Jackson go under center. Uh, I've seen them run a 12 personnel offense. I have seen them on the boot in the waggle. Um, I've seen him run play action. I just, I, I don't know if the Ravens see him that way. I don't know if the Ravens are, are kind of worried about him when it comes to the, the breakdown of the bodies taking an awful lot of shots. This is the reason why they just keep with the franchise tag for as long as they possibly can go. That's what I think's going on right now because He's taken a lot of hits. And I think Lamar Jackson is one of those rare quarterback space anonians where he's got to run for him to be successful. Yeah, and that that's what followed him coming out of college, and he obviously has had success at the and NFL you know, level. How we know that is because of look at all the games Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have been behind where they had a hard time coming back. Yeah, and I just, I mean, to be clear, I'm not saying that, uh, like, Carolina should be like, no, we're giving up the number one pick for Lamar. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I understand why there are reasons where you would rather have the guy right out of college that you feel like maybe has a higher ceiling or whatever, but it's just, it is kind of crazy to me that it almost feels like the Ravens are like, look, we'll franchise you, and if you can get an offer, go ahead, but we know you're not going to get one. It just seems to be this perception that Lamar Jackson is an MVP that can't play quarterback. He's like an MVP quarterback that can't play quarterback. It's it's a very odd spot to be in, but at least he's not going and sitting in a dark room for four days to decide if he wants to keep playing football. Or licking toads. That's true. See, I mean, that's that's two pluses right there in his scouting report. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. We come back, get into some NBA, specifically Ja Morant speaking with Jalen Rose and where that situation seems to be headed now in Memphis. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Hi, welcome back to the show here on a Thursday afternoon. March Madness officially in full swing. U of A is um, 
beating Princeton 14 to 6. Yay. <laughs> how far do you have U of A going in your bracket? Um, Mr. BPI. Let me see. You know, how far did I have U of A going? Um, the Elite Eight. All right. So where they yep. always go, basically. Yep. Never to the Final Four, but Losing always to, to the Bama, second weekend. Of course. of course. I actually have U of A beating Bama. Oh, okay. Which well, makes me sad. That sucks for you. But I'd love to be wrong. I, I would prefer the BPI is right. Let me imagine the way you are writing that name in to you know, the Final Four. You know what my logic was? Um, if they're going to go on a run, I better get something out of it. That was my thinking. <laughs> And I also just, I don't love that region. You know how it is? You don't, again, because the PPI. But you driving around out there know how it is. You sit down, you got like, I don't know, six or seven teams you like, and then five of them are in the same region, and then none of them are in another region. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it's difficult. Uh, all right, so John Morant's, that whole situation has obviously been a strange one, hanging over Memphis and the entire NBA, I would argue. You're talking about a guy that, that seemed like he was well on his way to be not maybe the face of the NBA, but one of the faces of the NBA. And now he is missing games, fully healthy and everything, but missing games from Memphis. He talked to Jalen Rose, and I just played some of the clips from Jaws. First time we've really heard him speak on all this. I feel like in the past we didn't we didn't know what was at stake, and now you know finally me having that time um, to you know realize everything, have that time alone. I realize that now. I realize you know what I have to lose. I can't wait to be back out there on the floor now, you know, knowing what my punishment is. And, you know, I accept that. And you know, I feel like I deserve, you know, that punishment for, you know, my mistakes and, you know, what I did. But um, when I get back out there, you know, I'm going to be ready to go and ready, you know, push for a ring. Wow. Okay. It's kind of weird right there because he's been through a lot of counseling and yet he sounds very confident that he is definitely going to come back, but he's acknowledging some very serious things at the same time. That's kind yeah. of weird. The, the only part of this that was encouraging a couple weeks ago was that they, he, he did have a statement out then that seemed to indicate he realizes he's messing up, right? I mean, some, sometimes you'll get guys in the situation like, don't tell me how to live, you know? Yeah, no doubt. Um, he does at least seem or has seemed open to the fact that, okay, yeah, this is this is not a good path that I'm going down with, with the career he has in front of him. Certainly, here's more from John Morant with Jalen Rose. Pretty much, you know, open discussion. Obviously, you know, he said things, you know, I need to, you know, be better at, but, you know, more of just, you know, showing his support towards me. And I accepted that and, you know, I also, you know, sent my apologies, you know, to everybody, you know, the league, you know, myself, my teammates, my family for, you know, putting that negativity towards all of us with a, you know, bad decision uh, he he's referencing is adam silver and that cut right there okay and there's one more from john moran talking about what he learned in treatment just learning you know i can open up i can express my feelings and that it's you know okay to be able to express your feelings so you know i was constantly you know talking to therapists i've been doing you know reiki treatment um i've been doing anxiety breathing you know different stuff to you know help me manage that and release you know all that stuff from my body yeah 23 years old 23 years old, and believe me, there's there's a lot worse that could happen. But um, thank goodness for Ja, it has not happened right now. But this bothers me, and you know that it does. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because I, 
I can't help it. I don't see Ja, ladies and gentlemen. I see all the guys that I have love in my heart for, all the guys that I played with that had a hard time doing it right and staying and keeping it straight, so to speak. I had a hard time watching this, and I have a hard time seeing Ja where he might be going down a path right now that he shouldn't. Um, oh, man, Stephen A. Smith was talking about this, as a matter of fact, just yesterday. He, he, he was talking about Ja and Ja making better decisions in his life. Right now, every parent that is out there, you think immediately of your own kids and what you've told them about making good decisions in, the, in their life and how important it is that they do make good decisions in their life. And maybe Ja Moran. Maybe he needed this to actually come around to the knowledge of understanding what that means, where you could lose everything. And I've seen guys, guys that I love in my heart, lose everything. Here's Jay Williams, who's on this show every week. He was on with us yesterday. Uh, on his show, Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max today talking about John Morant's suspension from the league is, is eight games, right? I mean, there's certainly a thought. Memphis is a title contender, and he's their best player and one of the best players in the league, and there's a basketball side to this as well. I give Memphis credit that it seems like they have put John Morant, the person, ahead of John Morant's, the the. the guy that can put up 30 points in a game. Uh, They've put the person ahead of the asset so far in this process, but now we do have at at least a set suspension from the league. Now, we'll see what that means, but here's Jay Williams. For me to actually believe that a week of counseling, when there's been a series of incidents of behavior that's been shown, that all of a sudden now everything is addressed, I don't believe that at all. This is like a facade, a little bit. This is how this is page six out of the crisis management playbook. That doesn't make me truly believe that you have truly learned, and that there are habits that all of a sudden are going to be changed. I hope they're going to be changed, Yes, they have to be changed once again, but it takes everybody, everybody around John Morant, everybody, his friends, it takes his family, it takes his father, his mom, it takes everybody around him that loves him to intervene. And hopefully this is not going to be an issue going forward with John Morant, but... Man, um, to Jay Will's point right there, there have been many, many guys that will say the right thing at the right time and then go back on what they said. Well, yeah, I mean, I think without knowing exactly what his counseling was like, I think it's probably more of a process than just a week, right? Hey, it's just a week. Everything's fixed. But the fact that he has seemed open to it and, you know, like Jay Williams saying right there, you could just be saying the right things. Um I don't know. I, I mean, if you if you bring him back and, and he starts playing again, that doesn't mean that it's not still a process away from basketball. That's the thing. Is like, are they going to treat this like a it was a one week thing and everything's solved, or is it like a process away from the game that you are going to continue to work on? And that's probably a lot of that is is up to Ja Morant, really. I would imagine a lot of it. You're right. It's up to Ja, but I think the Memphis Grizzlies will be paying an awful lot of attention as to who. He's hanging with.
All right, we come back. Final segment of the show. We'll get you caught up on all the madness of the the brackets so far today. You know, I think this is actually, and I'm not exaggerating, the, my worst start to a bracket ever. Like, I haven't lost, like, teams that I have going deep, but I don't think I've won a game yet. So we'll oh, get into that next. That's bad. Yeah, too bad I didn't use the BPI. Yes. All right, uh, it's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, final segment of the show here. The uh, The show started fairly chaotically today. Why do you say that? Well, let's see. Okay, so so Aaron's not here. So Lauren's here, right? Okay, and Lauren's, Lauren's trying to she's trying to produce the show. She's trying to do everything behind the glass by herself today, right? Pixie? Yes. Yeah. So she's doing all that, and, you know, nine, like nine o'clock rolls around. She's like, you know, you have the, the bracket and everything set up for, for bracket bucks. And, you know, I, I, I did fill out my bracket last night, but I wanted to make a change. Yeah. But uh, but I got distracted at that. I just wanted to change UCLA to Kansas. It's just I don't like UCLA being that beat up. Just in the, but it's Final Four, so it's kind of a big deal. So it's like it's like nine o'clock, right? And the first game's at nine ten. But then we hear Wolf from the other room being like, "Oh yeah, I need to fill mine out." <laughs> and that's where the problem okay, began. Can I just tell you right now, honestly, I thought I had an hour that I didn't, and it was because of the time change. Well, I don't understand daylight savings. Why we're still doing I, it? I'm just saying, I it's it's an awful excuse. It is it does sound like an excuse to be. It honest. is. It's an awful excuse. But I thought I had an hour, and all of a sudden it was like Pixie walking in to the office, going, "But you got your." bracket filled out what <laughs> what, what are you talking about you know the bracket that everybody else filled out 24 hours because ago first of all based on i do i go straight bpi this is not a secret i i've i've I, I i've talked about it over and over and over again i go straight bpi that's what i do it takes me five minutes okay maybe 10 to actually fill it out <laughs> doesn't matter how long it takes you if you do it after the deadline. I know, and that was the problem. It was actually after the deadline. And, okay, so that always is a point of contention with me (laughs) because I always do it the morning of. That's what I do, the morning of. But um, it bit me a little bit this time around. That's number one. You're still not up here. Can I also say this, too? I, I feel bad about myself this time of year. Hmm. And the reason being is because this is inevitably the time of year where I'm going to come off the couch and scream at an 18-year-old kid because he can't hit a free throw. (laughs) That'll be me tomorrow. I just can't stand it. What are you doing? You can't hit a free throw? Give me a break. And we know how many times you see college kids struggle at the line with a freight. Often. It, it happens often. That doesn't right. seem to be a skill that kicks in until you get to the NBA for some <laughs> reason. You know, and that's one of the things I, I look at the coach immediately on that. You know, come on, huh? Are you not on this kid every day? You better hit a thousand free throws before you even start practice. Okay, I'm that looking at the being exaggeration. I'm looking at the standings for the. You sound like uh, who is it? I'm on Ross St. Brown who had to I, catch 102 passes. You just every feel day. bad when you're screaming at an 18 year old kid who's just trying to go out there and compete. 
and all you care about is your bracket. Well, I hear what you're saying. Unless this Princeton U of A game stays close and Princeton can't get it done at the end, then I will absolutely be screaming at the screen. And that won't help my bracket, Princeton winning, but I'm willing to just shred the bracket if it means U of A loses. Also, Wolf, that's why you have to be like me. Watch college basketball all season, scream at the 18-year-olds for months, and yeah. then when March rolls around, you feel fine about it because you've been doing it all year long anyway. <laughs> and by then, they're 19, so it's okay. That was good, Bex. Yeah, we was... really should have just asked her to fill out our brackets because she probably watches more than anybody in this building. I'm 4-0. Oh. I know. I, know. Oh, I picked oh, Furman to upset okay. Virginia. Yeah. I'm just going to put that out can, there. Can I just tell you right now, I, I'm going to, I'll put BPI against you all day long. Okay. okay? This, all right. I got BPI against That's a right challenge. Okay. That's a challenge. Oh, this, I'll, I'll, I'll keep score well, You want in on this? No, my bracket's terrible oh, this year. Because okay. here's the thing. Everybody has a second bracket. You don't. But I have a bracket that's not. like the, 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 the big one that really I matters. I have integrity. Okay. But then I had the one for bracket bucks, and I scrambled to fill that out. And I'm looking at the standings right now, Wolf, and I am not in first. Now, you're not even on the list because you haven't turned your bracket in yet. Hey, listen. We're going to take that picture as soon as the show is over. <laughs> we're in sweet 16. you got to turn that thing in. <laughs> Dave Burns. I told you why already. Winning. I didn't. I thought I had an hour. <laughs> that hose. The show started in less than an hour. Are we going to be filling it out in the first segment? The game started, and when the game started, they did not let me. You saw it, Pixie. They would not let me go in there as soon as the game started. I did, I did see that. It was unfortunate for everybody. So you went old school. Hour. You went old school. Yeah, I did. I so. like that you thought you had an hour when, when we don't change time. Yeah, right. Uh, Thank you. Also, um, Bernsey's out there talking crap about being the leader so far on the I mean, board. We're, so we're, just we're, be aware. We're three the trash in. talk is already okay. going around. Whatever. Well, I am. I give anybody. I mean, we've been promoting bracket bucks all week, right? You, yeah. I'm sure you've nodded off while I've had to read the buzzes all week. Yeah. Okay. So here we are. Now, bracket bucks, if you're competing, you can compete against the the on-air personalities, right? I so see. I'm looking. It's again, we're four games in. All that really matters is your final four. But <laughs> Dave Burns, Dan Bickley tied first with six points. Okay. Uh, we got Vince Murata and Gambo and Carlin somehow again because Furman and Maryland won his two favorite schools. They're um, they're both uh, at four. Those three are at four. Greg Brady. And then you have uh, me, Sarah Cazell, and Mitch at two. And I don't see Wolf's picture on here because yeah. um, the show has. Well, I, I would have gotten some points, I'm sure. What do you actually have? How many games have you got? <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I where's my glasses? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a bit, but Just, it isn't. It is not. No, it's um, not. Here's the one thing. We were talking about this earlier, too. Do you not love the NCAA tournament base in Oregon's because of the competition, the the intensity, and the effort that you actually see a kid go out and play with? You know, we're so used to the NBA, and the NBA, it's great. There's no doubt you're talking about the world's best athletes. You're talking about the best basketball players we as a species can generate. Yet at the same time, many times, they don't play with the desperation that an 18-year-old kid will play with when he's in the NCAA tournament and he knows everybody is watching him and suddenly there it is it's a two point game and it's the four, it's the the second half in the last 4 minutes of the game you can see the intensity and the desperation and oh by the way many times in the first 4 minutes of the game you see the exact same intensity and then you see it 4 minutes after that 
And then four minutes after that, if you get my point. Well, I mean. The, the, the intensity level is what I love. You got to factor in to the intensity level that it's one and done. Everything's one and done. And a lot of these guys are never going to play in the NBA. And so this is it. So you, yeah. you've been playing basketball your whole life, and you may find somewhere else to play, or maybe you know this is it, and you're just going to go out and get a regular job. One and done for your career, basically. And if you win, you just keep going and getting closer. to. The, I mean, it, it, it is the as close as we have to the perfect sporting event. Today's the best sports day on the calendar. Don't you agree? It's either today or tomorrow. <sighs> Man, um, I've always, for me, I've always loved the Sweet 16. When you get to the Sweet 16. Huh. Always love Never heard that answer in this. Really? Yeah, well, because it's usually like, this is the best day, or like the opening day for football, or you know what I mean? Oh, no, no, no. Wait a minute. If you're going to tell me the best sports day of the the year? the best sports day. Oh, no. That's the first Sunday, baby. Uh, That's the only one I'd put up there. sorry. The only one I'd put up there with this. But, I, I mean, I enjoy this more than the Super Bowl. Like, the Super Bowl is great and everything, but... You get the first day or two of March Madness. Yeah. You got just four games going nonstop. No, I listen, I, I get it. I love the tournament. We all love the one-and-done mentality that you're going to see right here. But the only thing about it is it's not the best basketball on the face of the planet. Now, it's great basketball. That is don't true. Get me, don't get me wrong. It's just not the best. And, you know, we could have a bunch of grizzly bears go play basketball, and you could watch that. And I go, would watch wow, that. Wow, that's the best grizzly bear basketball we've ever seen. If you, if and you were, could be all into it and everything else. But for me, again, there is something about the best. If there were a grizzly bear basketball bracket, I'd watch. Okay. I definitely would. I'd check it out. And also, I think you're being slightly um, influenced by the fact that Texas A&M CC is on TV right now. <laughs> <laughs> like They were like, well, we're Texas, but we uh, want every other letter of the alphabet in our name, too. Texas A&M CC? That, that's who's wait, getting smoked by Alabama. Oh, my goodness. That's the green team over there just okay. getting run off the court. Do you know what conference they play in? Um, no, I know somebody? that it's Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Okay. That's as far as I've got for you. Okay. All right. That's better it's than... so good it's not Texas A&M Community College. Yeah, I was going to say, how does that work? You can't that be... That would have been... <laughs> You can't be both. What? You're one or the other. What happened there? That's uh, a lot. A lot apparently happened there. All right. So we're going to be monitoring Lauren beating your BPI brackets. <laughs> that's that's what we're I got watching. Twenty bucks on it. Oh, Fix all right. It. All right. That's you can have the BPI pay it if you lose. Yeah. Well, no. Listen. If if I lose, I'll pay. But I'm not taking anybody's money. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, I'll get in on this. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks to uh, Lauren Koval behind the glass. Lauren did a great job running everything and putting up with us today. Uh, for Wolf, Thanks, I'm Luke. Hey. We've got Burns and Gambo coming up next right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.